For this segment of Tech Talk with Johnson College, Dr. Katie Leonard hosts Matt Serba, Johnson College's Computer Information Technology Instructor, where they will discuss academic innovation in an ever-evolving job market. So anybody that knows me knows that I'm a big walker. I walk around my neighborhood, I walk around campus, so I've been doing a lot of walking in this pandemic. And as I've been walking and reflecting, I think one of the things I've thought most about is how the pandemic has taught us that technology is more prevalent in our lives uh, now more than ever before. Information technology is all around us, it touches everything we do, and it's important to understand its impact on our lives. So that's some of what we're, we're gonna tackle in this episode. But you know, I wanted to also just talk about how the, the technology is going to impact how we operate um, this fall. Uh, everyone knows August 31st, students returned to campus. Uh, we were and still are operating in a hybrid model. And for me, um, something that the pandemic did was really help us look at our operating model as an opportunity. There are all these different ideas and ways in which we wanted to try to operate, and this is what the pandemic did for us. So this hybrid model is something we were thinking about um, regardless. And in a lot of ways, the pandemic helped us speed up that timeline a little bit. Um, so students need to rely on technology in this hybrid model. They're taking their theory and their general education classes online and they're taking their lab and lab-related coursework here on campus and out at industry locations. So while this provides more flexibility for our students, which is something that we've heard over the years that we need to do more of, so it's great. Um, students, I think, are going to like it, but it's still different. And again, it has us all thinking about how we operate and how we interact with technology um, differently. So the hybrid model for us um, while it does meet the needs of students, it also it's also keeping everybody safe. Uh, we're following all the CDC guidelines, all of the safety guidelines for us, you know, as we talk to local health officials uh, and as I talk with other college presidents, it really comes down to masking and social distancing. Um, so we're going to be doing that. Uh, the mayor of Scranton actually brought a really dynamic group of people together that I was so fortunate to be a part of. I learned so much. Uh, from the people she brought to the table, as I mentioned, local health officials, uh, other college presidents. So I took all that information that I was hearing on a regular basis from this group. I brought it back to campus. I shared it with members of our reopening task force uh, that consisted of members of the board, our senior leadership team, other staff and faculty, industry members. Uh, and I'm very proud of the work that everyone did to create this hybrid model um, and a reopening plan that focuses on, on student safety, but also the importance of the student experience. Um, we really doubled down on our mission of providing real-world learning, hands-on learning to our students um, in a caring environment. As I always say, this is the Johnson College way and what we mean when we say we work. Uh, so listen in as Matt and I tackle this broad topic of technology and hear how it's incorporated into our lives even more and how learning and teaching the correct usability of the technology will be extremely valuable to function in our ever-changing world. Enjoy the conversation. Now, our topic today is all about academic innovation. So yeah. I kind of want to start big picture first. Um, you know, as we all know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Even mm -hmm. today, we're sitting here recording this with our masks on and our distance uh, from each other. But the, mm -hmm. I think the pandemic, if nothing else, you know, those of us that are in higher ed, it's really made us take a step back and rethink uh, the future of higher ed. And I believe the schools that will be successful 
through this and beyond are those that have really taken this as an opportunity to rethink how they operate. We certainly um, looked at it in that way and we've restructured and thought of new ways of operating and the reason why we're doing hybrid uh, in, in a few weeks. But what are your thoughts overall just on like, what are you seeing in the higher ed landscape and what, you know, what do you think, you know, higher ed's gonna take away from all this in terms of academic innovation? So, I think, well, with higher ed, um, I mean, we've always seen the transition, you know, throughout the years. So, and one thing that I've, I mean, currently with research, I mean, I could probably just say, for, let's just say the past five years. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've obviously been reading into e-learning and online instruction and there, I mean, there's a lot of resources out there that explain that, you know, we're going from a traditional format and a lot of schools want to groundbreak and provide a next opportunity. That next opportunity obviously fills a, a void, but it fills also an accommodation for a lot of people that can't be on campus face to face. And I always say like the online learning has definitely expanded. It's gotten much better for the adult students that work full-time jobs. The ones that can't make it during the days um, just for anything that would be going on in their life personal. So online education has really expanded, but it's also given the colleges and the universities opportunities too to come up with that program, deliver it as an alternative. So that way that they're not behind in the marks, they're also ahead in the marks. And flexibility. I think right. you said something yep. really important earlier, like yourself included. And even, yeah. you know, when I look at myself going, you know, getting my master's and doctorate, yeah. I, like to your point, I would not have been able to do it if exactly. I couldn't take those classes. Yep online you know you're working and you yep. know like you said you were a student here you were working and going to school and a majority of our students yep. work and go to school so it provides that flexibility there's a flex of great definitely a big flex yeah so um so you know in just in terms of how like johnson college has responded i know you know we talked about this on your podcast too that you know i don't think anyone did a better sort of job at pivoting as quickly uh, as we did the faculty and the staff especially mm -hmm. like the faculty didn't miss a beat um, we were able to get our classes online. Um, you know, we did some simulate, we got some simulation software. We had students out in industry because every single one of our programs is connected to an essential business. But I love what you and Joe did um, in that spring semester this past year. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because again, talk oh, about sure. in innovative. I think it was really neat how you ended up right. delivering the coursework for the students. And I think too, I mean, just from our program alone, I mean, I hope that maybe it's also a learning experience for other programs, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but kind of just to give you a little bit of a, a preliminary before actually going into it, um, it was it was nice to actually, and I do thank the college for allowing me to work with our online office, our online learning office. And um, I know at the time I was helping, trying to prepare some tutorials, any additional resources, maybe for D2L for some of the faculty, because I know how scary online learning could be for some, especially if they're not, you know, used to it. I mean, if they're so glued to a face-to-face -face environment and then they were thrown, they were forced into that online environment, I mean, yeah, that could have been a scary change. So I hope a lot of the resources that we did prepare um, um, for everyone, I hope that they did obviously turn out positive because I mean we tried literally writing everything out for like a step-by-step -step instructional tutorial and I know that we even put videos and images together showing you know the instructional aspects so um, but yeah just to kind of go into our program I mean for computer information technology I mean I think it's a no-brainer right the internet online right so we're we are computers we are technology um, I will say I think it was an easy adaptation so um, but even when you say that it's easy, there's still 
more work to be done and processed. So for us, incorporating new online resources, um, simulations, videos, videos that we had to create as instructional, like so here's our screenshots, here it is on the computer live time, uh, using a virtual classroom to demonstrate and try and obviously present the lecture. A um, lot of tools, a lot of planning, a lot of resources, uh, new resources that went into, you know, obviously shaping the experience. However, even though, you know, with us doing so much more, I think it really turned out positive because a lot of those students, you know, they were used to it. They're on their computers. They, I, I, I just think that we got a better, a better response from our, from our pool. And um, I think that really showed too in the work. I mean, it just seemed like everybody was meeting their requirements. They were meeting at the right time in meetings, dates and times. So it just seemed to come together. And I mean, I could speak for us as our program, that was a positive. And the big positive that we look at is the fact that we're working with computer technology every day. We're working with the internet, we're working with networks, we're working online constantly. And just like we were explaining before, we're utilizing new resources every day. I mean, these students come in and they're telling me about new programs, new files, uh, new things that they're utilizing or downloading, you know? So, I mean, I think there's a great share in that aspect, you know, with our students and us as instructors, you know, they're they're obviously here to learn. We're here to teach them and get them through, but they're also teaching us too, yeah. you know? And that's, and that's I think, what's so great about Hybrid. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, it's it's awesome, yeah. you know? And, and I know what you and, and Mr. <clears throat> Polinsky did was influential to the other instructors. I know you helped with get some of the simulation software uh, up and running, but even too, just helping them, helping us all, I think, think differently. Um, right. I know some of the technical faculty, you know, people were, all eyes were on us and people were thinking, well, sure. how is a technical college going to take their great hands-on learning and get that online? And like mm -hmm. I said, our faculty didn't miss a beat, not just in CIT, but I think right. they looked at some of those ideas and said, well, again, we can do a live lab online. We can get kits out to our students and then have the, the lab going. And even though they were nervous, I think they looked to experts like you and Joda really put their minds at ease oh, and help get them <laughs> yep. going. But I mean that was that was innovative. Yeah. I think that's hybrid learning at its at its best. Definitely. Again, it's not just about, you know, having to be solely online or having to be solely here yeah. on the Johnson College campus. We really demonstrated how, you know, the higher ed can really be whatever people want it to right. be in today's day and age with the technology we Great. have. And I mean, I laugh and smile at that positively behind the face mask, but I mean, literally, I think for me and Joe, I mean, I could, I, I hope I could speak for him, but I mean, with us being on campus and other programs, I mean, we're here too for instructional help. We're here too for technology help. I mean, if anybody ever had any questions or, you know, they felt that they wanted to ask us something that maybe what we're doing differently in our program and putting it into D2L or putting it into our classrooms, ask. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely willing to share. I mean... I've been giving a lot of my resources away, <laughs> you know? That's great. So, yeah. That's so great. Um, so I kind of want to shift a little bit, but, you know, just in terms of academic innovation, I think it, it has become now um, sort of a buzzword uh, for leaders. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned earlier, the pandemic, I think, has definitely right, wrong, or indifferent, has, you know, almost made all of us to think even further outside the box. Um, but kind of go into a little bit how, you know, you specifically adjusted your instruction and in what else are you going to do, you know, come the fall? Come future fall, right. So 
I mean, that's a really good uh, that's a really good question because I mean, a lot of people are probably thinking the same thing too. You know, I, I when I say a lot of people, I'm probably thinking you know the students. You know, how are they going to face a new change here? Because they have to do it on the do it in the fall, and you know now they're limited because they're only coming maybe to campus just to do a couple labs. Well, I could say respectively. I mean, we're utilizing the D2L as a shell. So, like, a shell is obviously where the classroom sits. The shell contains all of your materials, the resources, the links, the files, you name it, the whole shabam. But um, what I would probably say is that if we could get the ground start, you know, get used to your shell, get used to your online resource, where the class is first, then, you know, that builds navigation. And not only that, though, everything that we do in the week just to kind of demonstrate one and walk through it step by step that'll also communicate how the materials are presented to them and laid out of course throughout the time of the course and then i think that that'll also build some comfortability for the students to show them the accessibility part and then of course you know how to go and submit you know a result meaning okay how do i submit my assignments how do i do a discussion so I think getting that first groundbreaking start of learning the environment, that's critical. After that, but you know, this is where we have to incorporate and we have to utilize new innovative technologies. So if we can't be there in person, but we need to show people, we need to find the simulations, we need to find the videos, we need to find tutorials that'll also demonstrate. And I mean, I know on our part in computer information technology, we're not just relying on YouTube and looking for a how-to video. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're showing you I mean, from my from my experience, I have personal videos, screenshots that I'm working with from home on the home PC. So, I mean, if I'm going to be demonstrating a database project or if I'm going to be demonstrating a, uh, a simple hardware change, I mean, I'm literally using my own camera, my own setup to build that video and show students how to perform that same activity that I just did within that 30 second or that one minute video. Yeah. So, I mean, we got to we got to kind of. Uh, we kind of have to rely on new technologies and incorporate them into our classroom. Yeah. And like I was explaining to you, I mean, um, look at with online applications, look at with online software. It's so easy to get a program these days. You know, I, we, we just talked about, you know, what's a free, what's an easy recording software out there that somebody doesn't have to spend the hundreds or thousands of dollars on. Well, we just said Audacity, right? But there's other programs out there. Like if anybody was looking for photo editing, uh, document editing, spreadsheets you name it i mean we have to cling and we have to utilize those resources and another big thing that i really want to talk about i might get a little excited here about this one <laughs> but um i'm literally a cloud fanatic and i really want to try and push that out to our, our audience listening to this podcast episode because i think the cloud could actually become a friend i think the cloud could actually become a necessity and i have found that to be really useful just this past semester in our spring when we finished up um it worked tremendously because if there was let's just say a situation where they were working on a project but they couldn't submit it because maybe d2l had a restriction on it and it had a security risk that would come up i've, I've come across that where it did not allow them to submit certain files well one way i mean we could always use compression you could compress a folder of files and send it that way but we could also use cloud so that if you want me to see it in real time, the same time that you're seeing it, you want me to check something, we're able to use like a service like um, Outlook's Microsoft Outlook. You know, we could use that cloud aspect that they have. But I really find that the Google, Google Cloud has really, really worked with a lot of my students. 
And giving that real time allowed me to look at projects, uh, identify something and quickly change it. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, and then, you know, give it back to them quick in return. That worked tremendously. So, so how do you make that accessible to students? Because I know some people hear the cloud oh, yeah. and they just think it's this like amorphous thing. It's not like like tangible. How do you like? Where do you start? Right. And and, and are, how are students like receptive? Well, I mean, look, look, we'll look at the cloud as this. I mean, it's been around for a while. I mean, a lot of people probably wouldn't realize that it's been around since the early two thousands. But it really didn't have a high pitch and an attraction until later years. Now, I mean, that's just the history of it, but. It goes beyond that. I mean, we look at the utilization. I, I know the biggest thing that was controversial about the cloud when it first came out was the security behind it because people that. felt like, okay, well, how careful do I have to be with putting what information out there or how should I be able to access this? Who's going to be able to see what, you know? Well, even with this stuff in Google that I'm kind of talking about right now, it's up to you as a user and you make it secure. You make it... Um, you make it the way that you want it. And that's the beauty about the cloud is that you customize it. So what you want to put out there is what you put out and who you want to share it with is who you're able to choose, you know, maybe by putting them down by email or phone number. Um, usually it works better by email because if you're using Google, it just links up to a Gmail account. So there's definitely ways of protecting the content and there's definitely ways of syncing up with other users just by what you want to share and what you want to pump out there on the cloud. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I sound like I'm promoting Google right now, you know, but, <laughs> but I do truly feel that, you know, if you look at a better cloud environment and it's quick, it's easy. They give you 15 gigs of free space. That's a lot that's to a work lot. with, yeah. right? So, I mean, that's just free space. And you, and you could always cycle too. You, you don't always have to keep the materials in that cloud. You could delete it out and that way, you know, refresh your rate and you'll have new cycled storage, you know? So yeah, I think there's a lot of benefit. I really think there's a big plus side of, and especially in education here, I mean, with online learning, we could definitely find that cloud resources. I mean, it could benefit me and it could benefit the students just yeah. on the usability. Yeah, and this, and this is just what we're talking about here. It's just so much, you know, so much about technology yeah. and how important it is in our lives. Um, so how do, you, how do you project, you know, the demand for your CIT graduates um, will grow? Do you have any guesses as to, you know, how the curriculum will continue to shift to account for things like the cloud. And I know we've talked about other, you know, certifications Definitely. and, you know, artificial intelligence and just everything right. um, I, that we haven't even, I think, sort of touched the, the surface right. yet. And I think right now, too, I mean, you know, this is great because, I mean, I'm obviously looking at myself as a young gun, you know, because I really do want to shape a program that I had so much success with and I've had so much passion for over the years um, so I do take the program very serious and curriculum is a huge thing to focus on because we always want to keep updating it we want to make sure that we're always a step ahead and not only that though but we're providing the right resources to these students coming in so that they get the jobs and I mean that's very very important I mean any program should always look at that as a priority mm -hmm. um, but the way that I look at it, and I see how we're going to future engage our students into a program, is by making the necessary jumps, making the necessary changes. Like we just said, we have to incorporate cloud. We can't be behind on cloud. You know, just to mention it in a textbook and say, okay, cloud computing is such and such. No, we have to show them how to use it. We have to show them how to incorporate it in many different scenarios, whether it be for professional, personal, or business use. 
Um, I mean, we got to get into the programming side of things because application development, application editing and analysis, it's out there, it's on the rise. And think about it. I mean, I'm just saying that right now, application development. How many people right now at this podcast moment have looked at their phones beforehand and have accessed a little applet on their phone, used it maybe to read an email, a text message, to view a picture, to do a quick Google search on a recipe that you need for in the afternoon? Anyway, no, you know? we're doing it. It's just like so, so part of our lives now. Right. <laughs> and that's where I'm starting to see where it's, you know, we're working for that new technology where we have, we have to be ready. I mean... Mobile technology, we have to incorporate it. We have to get into um, applications, obviously the programming side of things. But I think another cool um, incorporation that we're gonna see in the future for our program is, not that we haven't done it before, but we're definitely going to keep it more engaging and more updating is the implementation of technology. You know, telling people about the technology, how to use it, for safe, obviously the safe measures, the responsible measures, and its correct usability. I think a lot of people, when we go into a technology program like information technology or computer science, I mean, we just worry about the subject and the topic. It goes beyond that because any technology that we should be teaching to somebody, we should also know the ins and outs of it. So, and I, and I always tell my students, you know, listen, it's just like if you bought an iPhone, right? Now, how many of them would go out there and read the pamphlet or the instruction manual to that iPhone and say, okay, I learned the iPhone? Usually it's just done by, okay, you know what? I'm just going to take those couple days, trial play with it error. myself, <laughs> trial and error, right? Uh -huh. And we even, but how many times have we done that with other things, though, too, outside of technology? I mean, I've done that numerous times. Just if I bought a, a thing of furniture, like, <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, there's an instruction manual too? What I is know. that? Well, I've always felt like that, <laughs> and know? I work here. Whether I get a new car or a new piece of furniture or a new computer, I, I have a, the whole campus of experts that I just turn to right. and ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's it's true. Though. I mean, it's good that we have the resources, right? Because right. we're here for it, you know? <laughs> But I think, but that's a huge part. I think incorporating that, you know, the implementation, how to use it, usability study, that is so, I find that missing in a lot of fields. Like, I feel like there's a lackluster because, yeah, we, you learned about it, but how are you going to be able to explain to somebody out there in the field how to use it, control it, you know, and use it for the appropriate setting? You know? so that, that brings up a great point because, you know, we mentioned earlier, we're all about, you know, our students and that connection to industry. So, you know, how do, how do you see students applying this? Not just, you know, again, here on the Johnson College campus or, or online, but, you know, where is industry going? And how do you see students, you know, having the ability to right. apply what they're learning Very good uh, question. out in the industry? Well, I mean, we all know, I mean, look at us. I mean, technology is around us every day. I mean, if, I, I mean, I could speak in general just for industry, not one specific field, but I mean, without the computers, without networking, we wouldn't have a, a line, you know? I mean, everybody relies on it. So number one, it's a resource. The hospitals need it. The banks need it. Uh, the person down the road doing accounting needs it. The, the grocery stores need it. Everybody is online. Everybody has systems. We're working with technologies in the workplace every single day. So, I mean, I could say that for a diverse field of jobs and industry that it's around, it's needed. So I think where we look at some of the things that we try to prepare, I mean, not only are we just focused on the computer information technology aspect, but we're also preparing our students and potentially others that 
you know, get ready because you're also getting the business field. We're also preparing you what's out there and how to prepare yourself to work with these industry partners. And, you know, I, I could speak for one class. Um, we had a great time with this because for something simple, building websites, right? Now think about that. We're talking industry. How many businesses have websites? Every single one. Pretty much, right? <laughs> and I, they, they communicate a great deal of their information and data through their websites. And I'll even say, too, that they go another notch by pumping it out to social media. Your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagrams. Um, but, I mean, I think that's a pretty heavy point to think about. You know, wow, everybody's got a website. So that's a communication piece. Now, for us, I mean, here we are, the programmers and the, you know, the builders, you know, we're putting this together for you. But in reality, I mean, it's not just about the look and feel about it. I mean, yeah, we could do that for you. But we take the information as we're reading it. And of course, we're looking at the business need of that website when we're putting it together. We need to know what content you should put on here, what you should be giving to an audience, because it's not about us. It's never about the design. It's about what your users are going to want to see, and what your users, right, the yeah. functionality of it. So that's where you have to look at, okay, the information I put out there is key and the user friendliness of the website is key. Yeah. I think this is so fascinating because I think sometimes, like you said, we look at, you know, every single day, we're all online, we're using these applications, we're all on different websites and you, you forget everything that goes on yeah. behind to actually you know bring make that you know help understand like this is this is how this comes to be oh, um, and just in talking to employers you know there's so many different avenues that our students can go you know talk to Toby Hanna and you know it's you know programming and you know they recently was talking with the mayor and I know we helped her get a help desk you know person at you know at, at the city so you know there's just so many different avenues that our students can can take and you know just going back thinking about like again the future a little bit like where do you see like the the jobs because like you said we're not just focused on you know educating the students for the jobs that exist today right but you know really forward you know thinking forward looking mm -hmm. you know five years down the road 10 years 15 you know 20 plus like what do you think those jobs are going to be for for our students years down well i mean i think you're going to see a continuous growth i mean i think you're going to see an increase and i, I think the data i mean i am a data man because <laughs> i mean i i do my data on the side during summers um but um you know if, if i could if i just go into like the work numbers yeah. i mean obviously i have nothing here you know in front of me but just from what i've been reading you know we've seen percentage growth in jobs in fields you know of information technology booming you know and you look at it i mean i'll preach to it to you know to this very day i mean it's up there as a top major concentration that a lot of people could fit right into information technology is everywhere you need it out there in the real world businesses cannot strive without it i mean again look at everywhere that you're out there and see you know wow they need the technology they need network they need online resource and um I mean, the data shows that the, the numbers are increasing. The jobs are out there. And I think, right, I think a good point to um, go on to is, you know, looking at our students. If they get out of here within their, uh, the computer information technology program, I mean, there's obviously many local opportunities that they could explore. C3I, the Toby Hanna that you're talking about. 
um, Tech 42. I mean, those are just three three ones that I'm thinking of right now. But there's also other companies out there. I mean, look at Verizon, look at Comcast, look at anything that's out there in telecommunications. Data, I mean, you know, I have somebody up in music working for a private company, you know, that employs 40 to 50 people. And, and one big part is their logistics and their data. So he, the, here we are, I mean, just from teaching a database class. And um, I mean, here he is working out there, doing live data, going over inventory, helping out in the warehouse, a part of the job. I mean, there you go. So I mean, the jobs are out there. You just have to search and believe me when I say it, um, they are out there. Yeah, and, so. and, and you know, you, you mentioned about, again, technology. I think sometimes people look at technology and think, well, that's what's gonna make jobs, certain jobs go mm -hmm. away. And I always say, I don't view it in that way because like you I'm a huge reader I, I look at trends and uh -huh. I don't see jobs necessarily going away I see them evolving like yeah. especially now again in the middle of the pandemic there's this huge sort of movement for any job that can you know someone can work from home you know work from home that's certainly going to change the the way in which we use technology oh sure um so what do you say to to those people that say well technology is evil it's just going to, <laughs> to make all these jobs go, go away I'm, I'm gonna use a little pop culture trend here if you don't mind so uh okay so pe people people are fearing the skynet of things okay <laughs> it's not the terminator so that's i mean right. i think we could calm down here but you know our, i you know i get that and Dr. K, that's a really good question and all seriousness put into it. Um, if we go to the open houses, you know, I'll, I'll, and I, I want to share this with our audience. You know, we have the students asking questions. We have the students coming here, exploring our program, right? But, you know, mom and dad or whoever they're with, they come on campus too and they're asking us those questions. You know, how is my son, you know, going to, uh, it, what's his chances of getting a job? You know, is it looking good out there? Are the jobs there? And just like I told you, the jobs are out there. You could search them. Um, so there's, I mean, we're always going to need IT. We're always going to need computer science. So it just might look different. How much is like electronics? You know, again, I go to just looking at all the Johnson College programs, you know, at least on the, the trade and, and technical side, every single one of our programs now yep. has some type of electronics. You, you look at auto, you look at diesel, you look at, you know, our actual electronics program, um, you know, anything, you know, advanced manufacturing. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, how we talk about automation. Mm -hmm. We're looking at a mechatronics program. Right. And how pieces of our programs um, tie, tie into that. So, you yeah. know, that coupled just with the this explosion, this evolution right. of technology, like you said, I just think sky's mm -hmm. the limit in terms of the types of jobs that right. are going to be available to people, and yep. the training and the education that's that's going to be it's true. needed. So, so when you look out, you know, at, at the future, whether it's at higher ed or where the industry is going, like what are you most excited about? Honestly, I think I'm more excited for the growth. I mean, I want to. I, I. I mean, I'm. I. I, I like to. I hope to think that I'm a tech guru. <laughs> but um, no, I. I mean, I get excited with new technology. I mean, I. One of my favorite fields out there is emerging technologies. And I even said, you know, I. I'm, I would love to work on an elective for our students, a class on emerging technologies, because I think that's such a booming field. I mean, think about it. I mean, we went from flip phones to smartphones and we're still on smartphones but look how those phones 
have progressed. I mean, it's not just a telecommunicative device between you, mom, you and your, you know, your brother, whoever you're talking to. These literally become computers in your hands. You know? That's right. So I mean anymore, I mean the iPhone or your Android, it's actually it's a smart device. It's actually known as a node, which is a computing device. Wow. So I mean it's kinda wild that you have a computer in your pocket. And this is only going to continue to grow. We're just walking around with it. <laughs> right. So we're going to continue to grow that cycle of technology. And I think that's what's more exciting is what's on the future and what more we have out there that will be coming to us in our technology right. field. Because as that progresses, that's stuff that we're going to prepare ourselves, work with, learn it. And teach it to the future, right? You know, and so that that like brings up that or brings to mind like the the internet of things. I know you and I were talking a little bit about IoT. This, the, yeah, the, the the other day, and mm -hmm. I know um, there. I think there's like a really good book out there right now on this. But like, what you know, if someone said like, well, what's the internet of things? Like, how do you how do you explain? Right. That? So no, I mean like the internet of things. So I mean I look at that as it's interactive devices. So and I mean I can be very general by just saying that. But like these interactive devices, I mean your Alexa your Siri, your Cortana, I mean, that's Internet of Things. You know, um, the fact that I could have my lights all set up off a device and I could yes. say, hey, Alexa, turn my living room lights off or lock my doors. I mean, it's just amazing to see the interactive uh, binding between a technology device and maybe an infrastructure aspect. Yeah. You know, um, but I mean, it could go obviously way past that. I mean, we could look at Internet of Things, too, of, uh, you know, the increase in the growth of big data, you know, how we utilize information, how we could get it to us much quicker, more efficiently. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a booming area that I think is just going to keep progressing within the sciences of computers and machine yes. learning, you know. No, um, yeah. I mean, that right there is a huge 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 topic and that what, is to be seen it made for, me think of quite some of, time yeah one of our great industry partners automation lifestyles and i know they've hired i think they've hired one or two cit grads they've hired great. um uh our advanced manufacturing grads and it is just that it's how can i be anywhere right. in the world and use my phone or my you know my device to yeah. make, you know turn my lights on and you know make sure that the yep. if i'm driving home the coffee maker goes on or the movie screen comes down i mean exactly. just like you know again amazing things that, no you're, you know, you're right years ago who even <laughs> well think about this too i mean how, how many people are buying uh security systems for their homes right you know i mean i see these countless ads out there and i mean i'm one of them i mean i i proudly own a blink security system for my, <laughs> but you know what i mean it's great that i'm able to access that right off a phone or a computer at any right. time to see the real time you know if i get yeah. notifications like great well i'm maybe there's one day where i'm really expecting a package to come to my house and you know i just want to make sure that you know hey my cameras are on and it gets delivered so that way i know it's there safely and it's being monitored right you know but it also adds that home protection too these devices and those systems out there that's iot okay. you know that's another aspect of where you know you're yeah. utilizing the interactive device to get into the media of it uh get into the resource view it you know i mean i think a lot of people look at that and say well wow you know that's pretty wild that i could actually take my smartphone and view all four or five cameras all at one time yeah. and just keep sniffing right through. Yeah, you can be anywhere. You, you can be anywhere. You be on the beach. Secret. I could that's be right. checking back in, you know, wherever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so exciting. It's great that, like, we're, we're right there on the cutting edge yep. of all of this and, you know, exposing right. our students to this. And I think we need to do that. That's I love that the fact that you just said that. Um, I mean, we need to stay on cutting edge. Yeah. You know, this is... 
again, if we're if we're behind, we're not with it. You know, right. we don't want to be the obsolete. Yeah. You know, and I know here at Johnson College, our program does not dare dive into that pool. You know, yeah. we 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 keep updating, we keep working, just like everybody else does. And um, I think that's great that you know, in time, you know, as we're starting to change our curriculum too. Um, there's going to be a lot of future growth as you know the topics and new technologies keep coming out. So, I mean, it's it's amazing. I mean, looking at it, like I said, I'm 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 glad that I'm here full time because I get to help out with the program, a program that's so near and dear, and I have so much passion for. And these are things that I really want to work on. I want to make sure that you know, listen, we have a CIT program. We I'm here, and I'll make sure I keep updating it, and I will make sure it keeps growing, just like how technology is. That's great. You know? well, yeah, well, the future is bright, and I just want to thank you so much for being here no with problem. me today. Again, like socially distanced yes. and masked on, but really appreciate your time, and this this is a great conversation. And again, I thank you for having me. I really appreciate you guys inviting me to do this. It was great. Thank you. Find all Tech Talk with Johnson College podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. Johnson College. We work.